0: Amen. Well, we are going to continue our series, Anxious for Nothing. Let's look at Philippians 4, verse 6. Philippians 4, verse 6. It says there in verse 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests... Be made known to God. So right there at the beginning of this, it says be anxious for nothing. We read in different translations, don't worry, don't fret, don't have any anxiety. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. So everything that we do, in every situation, in every circumstance, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So bring it to Him. Don't be anxious about it, but bring it to Him. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So we've touched on different aspects of this and we can't repeat everything, of course, that we've covered so far. I encourage you, if you missed some of these messages, go back and listen to them. They're on the website. You can listen to those on the podcast or on the website or even go watch the videos of them. But it says be anxious for nothing. So we have talked about in different as- aspects. Uh, The Word of God tells us, even though we're going to face challenges, not to be anxious, not to worry about them, but to do something about them. It says, in everything, as we come up against circumstances, conditions, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your requests or let your requests be made known to God. So bring them to God. Worrying about it, fretting about it, isn't going to do any good, but bringing it to the Lord will do good. And then verse seven says, and the peace of God. So as we do this, instead of pray, instead of uh, being anxious, we bring it to God, let him know what's going on, bring him, put it before him with thanksgiving. And then it says the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So the peace of God will surround us, will guard our hearts We'll guard our minds through Christ Jesus. In the Living Bible, verse 7 says, If you do this, if you do what? If you bring everything before God, bring requests to Him. Don't worry, but bring them to Him. It says, If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet, And at rest, as you trust in Christ Jesus. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet. And at rest, as you trust in in Christ Jesus. Let's look at Romans 8, verse 14. Romans 8, verse 14. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Verse 15, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba or Daddy, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children I'm going to read that again. Let's go to verse 14. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. That that means, and other translations bring this out: Children of God will be led by Him. Verse 15, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, But you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. In the Amplified Classic, it says, The Spirit himself thus testifies together with our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. So here, this, this verse is showing us how the Spirit leads us and guides us in verse 16, it says, the Spirit Himself testifies together with our own spirit that we are children of God. So something is going on with our heart that we are children of God. This is how every child of God can be led. It's by our spirit. We're going to get into that a little bit more uh, tonight and as it relates to peace. John 10, verse 1, I want to read you a few of these scriptures, then we're going to say it, make some comments. John 10, verse 1. It says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. This is Jesus speaking. He's talking about his sheep hearing his voice. Says the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things he spoke to them. As you go on in these verses, we're not going to take time to read it right now. But Jesus says, he said, I'm the good shepherd. I'm the one that leads the sheep. And he said then later, my sheep hear my voice, and they're led by me. And here it says, they won't follow a stranger. Now, I want to talk to you this evening as it relates to peace. You know, we we spent some time talking about being led. Uh, There's a sermon series that we have. Uh, that we, we finished a few months ago called Hearing from Him. And we spent some time in these areas. A year ago, over a year ago, we, we had a series called uh, My Peace. And we talked about being led by peace. And we talked about this in our, our sermon series, Hearing from Him, um, a few months ago. We spent some time talking about how God leads His people and went into depth. And uh, I encourage you, if you didn't listen to those messages, go back and listen to them. We, we covered a lot of scripture and uh, we really went into some of these things in depth. But I had it on my heart to go through some of these things at a certain level tonight as it relates. How, how peace relates to being led, because we are we're focusing on being anxious for nothing. And there are decisions that we're all faced with every day. But right now. Uh, especially in the time we're in, there are different decisions coming each person's way. There's uh, external conditions that are different. And as we're faced with conditions, we want to know, number one, we don't want to be anxious as we're faced with conditions. That's not going to do, we know that's not going to do us any good. We've touched base on that quite a bit. But also, as we're walking through and we bring them to God, notice we, we talked about in, uh, or we just touched on verse 7 in Philippians 4, it said, you'll bring these things to God, and it said the peace of God's going to surround your mind and your heart. And so I wanted to, to uh, focus on that a little bit this evening. God's peace is a primary way He's going to lead His children. He's going to lead us by our heart, And our heart is going to bear witness with Him, and He is going to bring peace to bear. We're going to see that. We're going to see how He leads and guides by peace. We're going to read a few more scriptures to this effect as we go. But before we go there, I want you to look at uh, where we are now. John 10, go back to uh, verse 3. It says, To him the doorkeeper opens, who's the shepherd of the sheep, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. See, the the shepherd knows his sheep, and the sheep know his voice. Verse 4, When he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. See, so many times uh, we can get into a mode where we're trying to hear God. But if we can discern and and understand how He leads, it'll be much clearer what's Him and what's not. We can be, sometimes there's there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of pressure, and we can start being pulled different directions. And, And if we're not careful, start looking at the wrong things to lead us. But God has made it clear in His Word that we can hear Him, that He knows us, and that we know His voice. And somebody could say, well, I don't. I don't know His voice. It's very difficult. Well, if we look at the Scripture, we can start to see we know it probably more than we think we do, but sometimes we dismiss it. Sometimes we, we don't realize that's God leading us, that we are being led more than we even realized. But sometimes religious ideas have gotten us off and gotten us to where we think it's got to be something really spectacular or or sometimes external rather than just the simplicity of Him leading us by our heart, by our spirit. Last part of verse 4 says, The sheep follow Him, for they know His voice. Verse 5, Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And we spent a lot of time in that, that last series um, hearing from him about what it looks like when the enemy tries to lead you, and he'll try to push you, but, that, but God does not do that. We're not going to go into quite that detail this evening, but I encourage you to go listen to those if you didn't hear them. Look at, let's look at these uh, scriptures briefly as we go. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the God of peace Himself sanctify you or set you apart completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. This shows that we are a three-part being. We have a spirit. It says spirit, soul, and body. We have a spirit, or we are a spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. But the real you, the real me, is a spirit. That's the part that God communicates with, is our spirit. That's where we're going to have a leading and guiding by Him. We have a soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions, but we're not led by that, and we're not led by the external, by our body. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things or old things have passed away. Behold, all all things have become new. For he made him, verse 21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The part of us that is new when we're born again is our spirit. Verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That's our spirit. That's not our mind. That's not our body. It's our spirit. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So the new part of us is our spirit. The new part of us, the part that's alive to God, is our spirit. It's not our body. You know, when you, if you became born again, which means you trusted Christ, tr- trusted Jesus as your Lord, your body didn't all of a sudden become different. It's the same before and after. Your soul, your mind, will, and emotions was the same. You had the same understanding as far as the facts in your head. Your name, you remembered, you know, your history, your, your memories were intact. It didn't become new, but your spirit became new. And that's the part that God, uh, that He communicates with. That's the part we need to lean on when we're being led by Him. Let's look at Colossians 3, verse 15. Colossians 3, verse 15. We're just laying a little bit of a foundation here before we go on. Colossians 3 verse 15 says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you were also called in one body, and be thankful. In the Amplified Bible it says, let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. I'm going to read that, that one again. Let the peace of Christ, you were talking about the peace of God, as we come before God, as we bring situations to him, He said, don't be anxious. Don't get upset with what you see. That's not going to do any good. He said, but bring them, bring situations to him with prayer and supplications. In other words, come to him and say, Lord, you see this is happening. You see what I'm dealing with. Lord, I bring it to you. And then we pray about it according to what his word says. And as we do, then something happens. The peace of God will guard our hearts. Why don't, can we go ahead and put up, uh, back at the beginning, Philippians 4, 7, and then we'll come back to Colossians. I want you to see the connection. It says, so as we bring these things to God, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So you have, I have a situation, something that has popped up. Our temptation may be, to get worried about it. But, but the Bible says, don't get worried, do something else. Bring it to God and, and bring it before Him with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Bring it before Him and, and, and if you need wisdom, you ask God for wisdom. If you need direction in a certain area, you ask Him. If it's something else we need, we bring it before Him. But then something happens. It says the peace of God, which surpasses all of our understanding... It will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. That peace is present. And it's going to be in our hearts. And here it says it'll guard our minds too. Now go back and look at Colossians 3.15, where we were. It says, let the peace of God rule. Okay, in the Amplified, it says, let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, be the controlling factor in your hearts. Deciding and settling questions that arise. So that peace is supposed to be the thing that is leading us, that is guiding us, that is directing what we do. We have a situation, we bring it before God, then we are to be led by peace. It said, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Well, He is going to lead us primarily by a heart, and you can tell if it's Him leading you because it's going to be peaceful. It's not going to be fearful. It's not going to be anxious. It's going to be peaceful. Let's look at this in the Amplified Classic. It says, let the peace, soul harmony which comes from Christ rule. Act as umpire continuously in your heart, or continually in your hearts. Let the peace of Christ act as umpire. What does an umpire do? You know, in baseball, an umpire, the one that's behind the plate, is going to call the pitch a ball or a strike. You know, other things that happen. Something happens near the plate, he's going to call something in, you know, foul, foul, or in play, or somebody out, but he is making the decision. You know, is it in the strike zone? Is it out of the strike zone? This is saying peace is supposed to be that umpire. Peace in our hearts is supposed to say, go this way. Yes, this is the right way. Or, nope, that's not what we're to do. If there's no peace, then that's saying that's not the right thing. That's saying... You know, that's a ball. That's out. If it's if the peace is there, that's saying, yep, you're on the right, you're on the right track. That's a strike. That's that's in. Peace is supposed to be the umpire. Peace is how we are to be led by God. In the Passion Translation, it says, Let your heart be always guided by the peace of the anointed one. Or the Messiah. That's talking, that's literally. What Christ is, the anointed one, is what's also translated Christ. So let your heart be, always be guided by the peace of the Lord. God leads, he does not drive. That peace is a leading peace. It's not a driving force. See, the enemy tries to drive. The enemy will try to push. He tries to shove. But that's not God's leading. That's not His peace. Sheep are led. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Sheep are led. They're not driven. God leads by peace by bearing witness with our spirits. We we read that in Romans, that children of God are led by by, uh, the Spirit of God. God leads us by that peace. He does not lead by fear. He doesn't lead by deadlines. He doesn't lead by pressure. He doesn't lead by confusion. He doesn't lead by people's expectations. He doesn't lead by, well, if we don't do this, then this is going to happen. That's not the leading of God. He doesn't lead by, well, just do something. Panic. We just got to do something. That's not God's leading. God's leading is peaceful. If it's not peaceful, it's not God. God's not anxious. He told us not to be anxious. He'd be completely unjust and wrong for Him to be anxious. We know that. You know, It's, it's laughable. We know God's not anxious. Well, He doesn't lead by anxiety. Why does the God of all creation, who knows the end from the beginning... Need somebody, need to, to get somebody all riled up in order to, to move them. Why does he need to motivate them by fear or deadline? God, there's no fear in God. That's not God. See, the enemy tries to push by these things, he tries to get people to act. Based on circumstance, based on a deadline, based on pressure, based on if we don't do something, some, this is going to happen. Well, that's not being led by peace. That's actually being led by fear. It's being led by if I don't do this, this is going to happen. Not if I do this, something's going to happen. See, it doesn't matter if there's pressure or something else is happening. We don't. this devil will try to get us out of peace and get us to act prematurely. He'll get us to act out of fear he'll try to get us to act out of panic or out of just what we see naturally it may there may be certain things that if we were just looking at the naturally say yeah we'd have to do such and such but being led by external circumstances is not the same as being led by the peace of god god can see the end from the beginning god knows exactly what needs to happen and his path through is going to be peaceful it's not going to bear pressure it's not going to bring bring pressure to bear It's not going to be this driving force. If we feel driven, then we need to stop and say, wait a minute. That's not God. And slow down. Brother Hagin used to say, if you want to run, if you want to run and just get something done at a running speed, he said, jog. Take it back a notch. If you want to jog, walk. If you want to walk, you feel like I'll just walk, crawl. And if you feel like crawling, stop. See, you can always see God moving out in front of you. God told Brother Hagin once, I'd rather you be too slow than too quick. Because if you're too quick, you can get out in front of God and you can't see what he's leading us to do. And that's so often that's what the enemy will try to do. He'll try to bring circumstances and conditions and get you to move before it's time. Well, you're going to miss this opportunity. This has to be done now. If this doesn't happen, this is, these circumstances are going to result. And he tries to push you to get out in front. But God will never do that. God, why would God ever need to push you? He knows what's going to happen from the beginning. So if he needs to, you to act by a certain time, he knows your personality. He knows your circumstance. He knows where you are. And he can start dealing with you earlier. If he needs you to move here, he doesn't have to wait till five minutes before and then put pressure on you. If you're the type of personality that goes really slow, he can start dealing with you three months in advance. Because he knows by the time you get to where you need to be, you're going to do it on time. He already knows what happened. So, why? It may be a surprise to us, but nothing is ever a surprise to him. And so, if we start feeling pressure, we need to stop and say, wait a minute, I'm not going to be moved by pressure. I'm going to be led by peace. See, if if you are, if you're too quick, you can get out in front of God. But if you're too slow, well, all that happens is he gets out in front of you and it just becomes more and more clear that that's him. And so then you can just walk right behind him and you're you're settled and clear. And you can walk and know that you're doing the right thing. It is so much better to see him out in front of you and you walk in and you be peaceful. Than oh, God, I have it done yesterday and go in front of him. And now you don't know where you don't know up from down because you just think you have to get it done. That's confusion. That's uh, where the devil operates. He loves confusion. He loves anxiety. The Bible told us not to be anxious. He'll try to get you anxious. You got to do it. It's obvious. You got to do it. There's a deadline. You got to do it now and get you pressured. Just chalk it up. The devil presses and pushes and tries to get you intimidated and tries to get you fearful and tries to get you backed into a corner so that you feel like you're forced into acting. But God doesn't do that. Matthew eleven 28. Let's look at this, this verse of, of passage of Scripture. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. It says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, this is Jesus speaking, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So he didn't say, I'll drive you. He said, I'll give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon. You see, his yoke, a yoke is what joins two animals together when, you know, in agriculture so that they can do a task, two or more, together, so that they can pull a load or or perform a task together. He said, take my yoke upon you. Well, if we're being led by him, if we're coming to him with our situations, if we're saying, God, here, this is the situation, I need your help, well, we're walking with him. And he said, take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest. For your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy. See, the devil's yoke is hard. He'll try to crush you, he'll try to drive you, he'll try to push you, he'll he'll try to get you anxious. But Jesus said, My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Let's look at this in the Passion Translation. It says, Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? then come to me. You can stop right there. If, we are heavy, if we're feeling worn out, weary, pushed, drained, kev- carrying a heavy burden, then you qualify. Jesus said, don't, he didn't tell you to go worry about it, you know, crawl up in, in a corner of a room and, and uh, get upset. He said, come to me. He said, bring it to me. That sounds like what we read in Philippians. Don't be anxious. Come to God. He said, then come to me. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. I don't know about you, but when I think of an oasis, I don't think of something that is chaotic. People running around screaming. What do you think of, you know, in my, my picture, I have an island surrounded by really pretty blue water, you know, with a palm tree and just some, just water. You can see it in the middle of a desert. There's just refreshment there. There might be desert all around, but there is refreshment there. But it's not chaotic, it's peaceful. He said, I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle, I'm humble, I'm easy to please. See, peaceful. When it's like, drive, drive, you got to do this, you got to do this, you're not doing enough. That's not the voice of God. It's not Him. It says here, He's gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. All that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Can you just see that's this, this just peaceful? That's surrounding. It's not, why did you do that? Why can't you get this done? It's peaceful. Here, son, daughter, this is your next step. Hey, we're in this together. You're walking with me. This is what I want you to do. And it won't be something that's way over your head. It'll be the next thing that you can do, that you can take. Where you're at in the development with Him, He's going to say, hey, here's the next thing I need you to do. And He has a path right through. But He'll show you step by step. He said, I'm your oasis. You you need your heavy burden. Come to me. Let me help. He said, everything that I have is pleasant pleasant. What I'm going to require of you, it's it's pleasant, it's easy to bear. So you can tell the voice of God, it's going to be peaceful. That goes against a lot of religion. Religion, see, tries to please God, earn its way with God. God is the Almighty. Faith in Him, the Bible tells us, He is our source. He's our light. He's our life. So we come to Him and we let Him show us what to do you know just like you would if you were dealing with a young child you would deal with them in a way that they could understand you and hopefully it would be in a kind way that you're leading them you know if you were tasked with leading a group of children you know down to the park through some road, some some streets and getting to a park you wouldn't be driving them and getting them all worked up to where somebody could run out in front of a car. You would be leading them, making sure they were able to be, you know, walk with you. You're not going too fast, so they can't keep up. You probably have somebody in the front and the back. You're making sure they're getting where they need to go. Well, God is so much greater than us. We, to call us children is, not, is a complete understatement. We have only been around for a little bit. He's always been around. And when we're looking to him, for us to come to him and say, Lord, yeah, I don't know what to do about this. Can you help me? That's an honor to him. You know how many people are not even looking to the Lord? It says, the Bible says he looks to and fro over the whole earth to see if anybody has faith toward him. You look to him, he's going to show you, well, here's what the next thing you do. And he's going to make sure you get it and make sure you have it. And if you're just taking some time to make sure it's him, that's what you ought to do. You're just walking by peace. You're saying, Lord, is this you? Because there could be a lot of noise around and we need to get, we need to shut that down to where our minds quiet and we can hear what our spirit's saying and what God's saying and and see that he is what, what, what is the peace? What is, what is the peace path? A lot of noise can be uh, rattling and people can be calling and people can be talking and we need to shut some of that off and just make sure, wait a minute. God, what are you saying? What are you saying? You're not driving me. Some people may, you know, the devil try to drive you through people. You got to get it done now. You got to get it done now. Well, there may be deadlines. There's something may be there. But, you know, how many of you have been in a position where there looked like a deadline and then it evaporated? You got all your stuff done and then it sat for three weeks. No, we cannot be led by that. We need to be led by God and walk with him. Follow peace. Know that he's not anxious. He's not concerned. He's not in a hurry. He is calm. And he said, what I require of you, or all that I require of you, will be pleasant and easy to bear. Isaiah 26, 3, we'll just put this up, says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Do something with your mind, too. We talked about that a lot last week. Putting our mind focused on Him, saying, wait a minute, no, no, there's this, this, and this, but I'm going to stay focused on Him. Tuning in, put our mind on Him, and then look in our heart. Because the Bible said in Philippians, He'll guard our heart and our mind with peace. And He said, He will keep us in perfect peace when we look to Him. Notice, you're looking to Him, it's not chaotic. It's peaceful. The Bible says it over and over. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope, He's a God of hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. That you may abound in hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in what? In believing. As you're believing Him, that He is leading you and guiding you and helping you, He is filling you with all joy and peace. We let that peace be the umpire. We let that peace. Be the deciding factor in what we do. See, we may get to a point where something, it looks good in the natural. It looks like this is the way we should go. And and the pressure's there. And other people are saying you should do it. And you might be tempted to go in a certain direction. But then you check down inside and it just seems like, nope, there's not peace in here. There's not peace. I feel uneasy about it. I don't know, you know, what it is, but I feel uneasy. We don't override that. You go by peace because God knows what's behind the circumstance. He knows what's in the future. Men may give you advice, and we, it's, we should get counsel in areas where maybe we don't have expertise in, but we're not going purely by the counsel. What we're looking for is the peace of God in that counsel. In other words, you may get counsel for one person. They say you need to do such and such. You get another counsel for somebody else and they say you need to do such and such. What you're looking for is a resonating on the inside of peace saying, yes, that's that's right. In other words, you could get five pieces of advice and one of them sticks out and says, yes, that's that's the path. That's what you're looking for. That resonating. That's the umpire. Out, 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 in. That's a strike. We're doing that. We're doing that. That's what we're, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're looking for is the peace of God. Because He leads us. He will, he will never lead us in the wrong way when we're following Him. In that, in that way. See, you can be deceived in, in your, if you're just walking by sight. Circumstances, conditions... They're subject to change. They can change tomorrow. We know that. They can change next week. And if we're going by that, we can miss it. But the peace of God, He is leading us, taking everything in the future into consideration. He knows where everything's going to be in months, in years. And He's saying, this is the right way. Well, it's already taken consideration everything that we don't know. And when all the dust settles and when everything moves, we'll be in the right place at the right time doing the right thing with the right people because we were led by the peace of God. And that's His desire for every child, every little sheep of His. We can hear His voice, and that's His desire is that we follow Him. Amen.